Hi, my name is Kenny. I'm one of the pastors here at The Bridge, and I am so grateful that you logged on to join us for today's message. If you are a guest, you are our VIP. So thank you for giving us just a few moments of your time. You'll see a link right there if you don't mind clicking that, letting us know that you're with us, and we would love to celebrate and to send you a free gift in the mail, again, just for being with us for the next few moments. Um, and before I jump into the message, I wanted you to know that the first weekend of March, March 5th through the 7th, is our student takeover weekend. I am super excited about this weekend. So if you have a middle schooler or high schooler, make sure you sign them up to be a part of this weekend. The uh, theme is Beyond Reality. And I will be speaking to students about their world says everything about now. This is the reality for me. I'm going to encourage them to see beyond what they see right now. Beyond their pain, God has a plan. Beyond the likes, beyond the hearts, beyond social media. That this is not all there is to life. There is life beyond what they see. So, I'm excited to be with our students. I hope you are excited to send your middle schooler or high schooler to this weekend. It'll be a lot of fun. Again, there's more information that you can find on our website. And also, we have a worship night coming up on March the 7th. That evening at the Bridge Sugarland Campus. You don't want to miss that night. Our worship night live will be so, so fun. So, a lot's coming up. You can find out more on our website about everything taking place that I hope you'll join us. Now, let me kind of get into today's message. It has been a very, very hard, a very strange week for all of us, especially if you live in Texas. Um, this is one thing that I learned, and this is the very first point for the message today. Life is cold. It is super cold. Uh, my wife and I, our power went out on Monday morning. And from Monday all the way to Thursday, we stayed with friends. Why? Because life is cold. Now, it's not just the, the temperature cold. We know that life is cold. It's hard. It's unfair. There are times that life gives to us a condition or a circumstance that we don't even know if we can make it through those moments and those circumstances. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is if you know of someone, a friend, a loved one, a coworker, or a neighbor that has been hit hard this week, or maybe they haven't, but they're going through a hard time this week, I want to help you. And I believe God's words wants to help us know how to one another, each other, because that's the series that we're in is one another. Last week, Marshall Peterson did an amazing job of talking about we need to love one another. And today I want to talk to you about what happens and what do we do when life is cold? Well, the solution to a cold life is connection. We were made to have a connection with our Heavenly Father. We were made to have a connection with Jesus, made to have a connection with the Holy Spirit, and made to have a connection with one another. It's one of our values. We are better together. And when life is cold and a condition or a circumstance hits your life, you discover quickly we need one another and we need the connections in life that God desires to give us. You know, there was a time when the early church lived one another kind of way of life. Uh, they 
love one another, serve one another. They were devoted to one another. Um, they, they helped one another. They prayed for one another. And the list goes on and on and on and on. This was so attractive to a pagan world that they lived in that even the pagan culture of the day may not have believed what they believed, but they wanted what they had. Here's why. Because everyone, everybody wants to be in a one another community. There is something attractive about it. There is something that drives us to desire to be loved by one another, desires for us to be helped by one another, desires to do life with one another. And so the Apostle Paul writes about this. And what I want to talk to you about in a few moments, for the next few moments, is bearing with one another. Now, it's an interesting bearing with one another. We don't use that terminology a lot. But the Apostle Paul actually uses this phrase, bear with one another, three different times. It's only used three times in Scripture. Now, what's interesting is, in Galatians, he defines bear with one another one way. In Ephesians and Colossians, he defines it a different way. Yet... It really is all tied up together. And at the very end, you'll see how it comes together so that we will learn how to and know how to bear with one another. Because in my opinion, there's no better time for this message than right now. For us as Jesus followers, for us to be good neighbors, good friends, and good family members. The Apostle Paul is going to define for us what it means to bear with one another. So let's look at the first time that he used it. It's in the book of Galatians. And here's what it says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. Bear one another's burdens. Bear one another's burdens. The word bear that he used here means this. To carry or to take up with your hands. It doesn't mean that you look at someone and go, hey, I'm praying for you. We should pray for one another. But it's more than that. He uses a specific word to say, get your hands dirty. Get your hands under the weight and help carry the weight or the burden that the other individual is going through. There are some burdens in life we cannot carry by ourselves, And we shouldn't carry those burdens by ourselves. We shouldn't bear that burden alone. Uh, when I went to a very, very deep theological resource that I have. Google. I typed in the word burden and two pictures popped up immediately that I thought that's exactly what he's talking about. Look at this first picture. This gentleman with this huge weight on his shoulder. That's a burden. That is a burden that he shouldn't carry alone. Look at this next picture of this lady. Boy, those burdens are so heavy, it has beat her down, and she shouldn't carry those alone. But what's interesting is, in both of those pictures, there is something that they have in common. What is it? They are alone. God's design was never for you to carry a burden alone, especially burdens that are too much for you. Now, it might be a physical burden in the world that we live in. We are seeing houses, pipes, busting, ceilings, falling in. You talk about a burden of just manual labor that you shouldn't walk through alone. But then there are those burdens of someone dying, of losing a loss that is 
too much for us. We just can't pick it up and move on. The loss has weighed us down to a degree that it feels too burdensome for us to carry. Paul says, if you know of someone like that, it's a burden too big for them to carry. Get your hands under the weight and help them carry that burden. Now, here's what he says in that verse. He continues to say, if you do that, you actually are obeying what Jesus commanded you to do. You are obeying the law of Christ, in other words. What was Jesus' command to all of us? Love one another. As you love yourself, just love one another. When we come under the burden and the weight that someone is carrying, that they can't carry by themselves, what are we doing? We're actually fulfilling the purpose Jesus has for our life. Love one another. Now, now let, let me kind of help because sometimes we're like, whoa, 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 what that person's going through, I don't have the answers for them. I, I don't know what to say to them. Here's the good news, and here's how I wrote it down. We don't solve burdens. We just carry them. We, we don't know how to solve the divorce they're going through. We don't know how to solve that that chain of debt that they've carried for so long, but they want to be free. We don't know how to solve those emotional problems of anxiety and fear and depression that they're living with in this moment. And here's the good news. You don't have to solve them. Paul did not say and solve the burdens. He just said, help carry the burdens. So the definition he uses here when he says bear with one another is to carry or to get your hands under the weight to help them. Isn't it encouraging? It should so encourage us that just you putting your hands under the weight that someone is carrying and maybe the only thing you say to them is I'm here to help. I mean, I'm just here to help. That's all I want to do. That may be the difference in them giving up. Or pressing on. You could be the difference maker by bearing, caring of them giving up, throwing in the towel, or them being encouraged to just take one more step in this thing called life. And Paul says, that's what I want you to do. Now, when you turn the page to Paul's other letter, he defines it a different way. I want you to look at this In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, here's how Paul starts it. I urge you. Do you see the urgency? When people are carrying weights, the urgency. I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Now, I want to stop right here. Here's what he's saying. When God called you, he gave you a gift and you received something from him that changed your life. Now, live your life in response to the calling and the gift you have received. What you were called to is a relationship with Jesus Christ. The gift you received was the Holy Spirit. He goes, so make your one life count. How do we do that, Paul? Verse 2, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. There it is. Bearing with one another. He defines it differently here. Here's how he defines bearing with one another. Long patience, enduring, not giving up. Isn't it interesting how he's putting these together? Get your hands under the weight 
and help hold it for them. And I want you to do so by not giving up. Hang in there with them. Now, why would Paul say this? I'm going to put this on the screen. Here's why. People are annoying. That, is it okay for me to say that? Can I say that? People are annoying, right? I mean, come on, come on, come on. I'll give you permission in the chat window right there. What annoys you? I'll give you some of mine. Just, we're just, we're going to be a small group. It's just us. It's okay. The world will never know. People who drive slow in the fast lane, that annoys me. Anybody else? Are you with me on this? Um, smacking, chewing loudly, crunching ice. I have, I have done a disservice to my children because they take this annoyance into their marriage. Um, but it's, there are things that annoy us, don't they? Come on, come on. And so here's what Paul says. I know that people can annoy you. So I'm just going to write it in there. I'm going to write it in here. When you bear with someone else, don't give up. Here's what Paul knew. Because people are annoying. It's easier to bail than it is to bear. Especially in our culture. You annoy me enough. Or if your weight is too heavy and I get tired, it's easier for me to bail than it is to bear. But Paul is actually telling us something though. He's telling us when you stop looking for a way out, you absolutely will find a way through. When you stop looking for a way to jet, to bail, to get out, you will find a way through. And you will do this with that individual because you value them or you never would have gotten under the weight to begin with. And so Paul is saying, listen, when you bear with someone, it's going to be patient. It's going to take enduring suffering is another way to define this, that you endure with them of what they're going through. Not that you have the answers, but that you're willing to stay with them. When you look at the last definition that Paul used, it was this definition. And he adds to it. Here's what he says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. He reminds you of something, though. I love this. God chose you and made you his holy people. He loves you. So, dot, dot, dot. Now, let me stop. God chose you. God made you and God loves you. So whatever comes after the dot, 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 we should be like, my answer is yes. You love me. You chose me. You made me holy when I wasn't holy. You loved me when I was unlovable. So whatever you say next, God, my answer is yes. And here's what he says. So you should always clothe yourselves with mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other. He begins it by reminding us what God did for us and how God loves us. And then he makes it very practical. Here's how you bear 
with that individual, you put on clothes. That's what he says. Clothe yourself. Your version may say put on. He literally is saying you can't bear with that individual with what they're going through dressed as you are. You need some new clothes. And your new clothes is Jesus Christ. Put on Jesus is what he's saying. Why would he say that? It's interesting, isn't it? You would think he would go, so just hang in there and be strong. Just, I mean, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Come on, come on, come on. Just eat some more protein. Put some creatine in your protein. I mean, you think that's what he'd say. He goes, no, 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 no. He starts with reminding you what God has done for you. Then he brings in all the attributes of Jesus that he displayed on your life. Jesus bared with you. As a matter of fact, I wrote this down. Jesus is always bearing with you. He's always showing you mercy. He's always being kind to you. He's always being gracious to you. He's always having humility with you. He's always showing you gentleness. And he's always being patient with you. So since Jesus bears with you, Paul says, bear with one another because this is how Jesus is treating you. Which, by the way, this is really good news. If you're going through something right now and it is a weight that you can't hold any more. I love this. Jesus is bearing with you. I love what it says in Hebrews 13, 5. I want to read it. Never will I leave you and never will I turn my heart from you. Even if your weight was a result of choices you made, Jesus says, I will never, I will never turn my heart away from you. Never, never. You will always have my heart and I will never bail on you. I will bear with you. You're valuable to me. I see beyond what's going on in your life right now. That's why I love what he said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy. Here's the word, burdened, and I will give you rest. You see, the one who really gets under the weight with us is Jesus. When we do that for someone else, we're just being Jesus with skin on because it's actually him that gets under the weight. And here's what he says. Come to me. Come to me. If you can't take the weight anymore, come to me and I will give you rest. If you keep reading in Matthew 11, verse 28, he actually goes on to say, I will give you rest for your soul. Because our soul can only take so much cold in this life. And he knows that it's in Him and with Him that we find rest and we can breathe again because life is so cold. But the solution is a connection with Him. And so today, I'm inviting you to the one who wants to bear with you what you're going through. And maybe, just maybe, you're at a place to where the weight is driving you, not to something, but to someone. And his name is Jesus. And I want to invite you
to pray to him with me. Would you pray with me? Just say, Jesus, I need you right now. You see the weight on my life. You see the weight on my family. You see the weight on my kids. And I know I cannot bear this weight by myself. I need a connection with you. And so I say yes to your invitation to relationship with me. I believe you died for me. You carried a weight that I could not carry by myself. And I say thank you. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for kindness. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for gentleness. Thank you for being a sweet Savior to me. And the best way I know how, I give you the weight on my shoulders and release it to you. Thank you for never leaving me. And thank you for never turning your heart away from me. It's in your name I pray. Amen.